what we do here is go back, 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 back. Uh, here we go with the Oakland Raiders and Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, <laughs> peace, Oakland. I know. Raiders. <laughs> back to another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. I'm Mike McDonald. With me as always is Andy McDonald. And we have our final round one mock draft coming to you live. I kind of buried the lead on our rundown, but Andy, how you doing <laughs> no. today? Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, you didn't have to bury anything, man. We're, we're ready to rock. It's exciting. <clears throat> I'm more excited that this is the final time. I mean, we've only done it a couple times. We just mock draft season is, it gets a little, uh, agonizing you know but here we are you know about a week out technically it's thursday morning so we're a week out from from the draft so um yeah we're gonna go through it we're gonna switch it up like last um so last time we did it um where i, I took the odd picks mike took the even so he's gonna start off he's on the clock with the jacksonville jaguars number one and then we will alternate so let's get right into it micah jacksonville on the clock yeah, so I think there's if there's any lead that couldn't possibly be buried at all, it's who's going to be going number one in this year's draft. Uh, that is going to be Trevor Lawrence, the Jacksonville Jaguars, my number one spot. It's been this way since the beginning of time. It will be that way till the end of time. And that's all I have to say on the war in Vietnam. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a... That's, that's as easy as it comes. And, and this is about almost, you know, second as easy as it comes. So it's Zach Wilson. He's going to go to the New York Jets. This has been in pen for, for months now. So now this is where the draft starts. Micah, you are on the clock. Number three, San Francisco 49ers. So here at number three, this is a, uh, this is a tough spot to be in because, you know, on one hand, you know, you hear a lot of things. You hear what's coming through the grapevine. You you can only take in what, you know, what the consensus, you know, people around the league saying. And then on the other hand, you don't want Carl to be mad at you. And unfortunately, I think you have to go with Mac Jones here at number three, because it almost seems as if it's too simple with how much people are talking about it. It's almost turned into something that's like people are putting it in that next tier of like, well, this is what's going to happen because ESPN's saying that it's basically a lock. Everybody around the world is saying that it's basically a lock, even though Justin Fields is probably a better choice uh, as an overall athlete. But we are not Kyle Shanahan. And word around the league says Kyle Shanahan wants Mac Jones. So Mac Jones, number three, San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, this is the most fascinating pick in, in, in the draft. But I get it. I mean, I think, you know, you've heard it so much that it's, it's going to be crazy if it doesn't go that route. Um, and I think there are still ways that it, it works with Mac Jones. Um, but anyways, <clears throat> Niners, Mac Jones, put it in there. Um, so this is, so we talked before and um, this, this draft is basically what we think will happen. Um, I think we could put this, our opinion on it and say like, Oh, this is what I would do. But we want to stick to, Hey, this is where we think it's going to fall um, at number four. This is a big trade up spot. It's probably the first one. Um, or it is the first one because you have three quarterbacks go off the board as it sits, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Justin Fields and Trey Lance are still on the board. So I think you would have someone like a Denver that's calling, you know, maybe someone like the, the, the Patriots that are trying to get up there, but that's kind of a big, big jump to make. So I think if Atlanta sticks, sticks and picks at four, 
I think it's Kyle Pitts. I think he he's there. Um, if, if they don't trade out, which I think they're going to try to do as best they can um, to acquire a ton of picks, I don't think you go quarterback. Um, I don't think that's the move. I think you have three, four years left with Matt Ryan. And I think, you know, I do like Justin Fields and Trey Lance, but I mean, this time next year, there's going to be similar talent. And granted, you might not be at that number four spot, but I think you have a window with an aging Julio. You have an aging Matt Ryan. You have this window with the team and getting Kyle Pitts with Calvin Ridley, Julio on that team, it, it would be insane. So um, Kyle Pitts, number four, you are on the clock, Cincinnati. Yeah, so I, I think that's a really good pick. I think that this pick here with the Bengals and even uh, potentially with Miami too, another sneaky uh, trade-out spot if the board were to have fallen in the way that it has. For the Bengals, if you know if they move back a couple spots, once again, like you said, with maybe Denver or something like that, they're still in line to get, you know, maybe top receiver or a top receiver, their top offensive lineman, which, whichever route they want to go. Uh, we are obviously not doing it at the moment. So the Bengals, as much as they would have loved to add someone like Kyle Pitts to the repertoire, they are going to go back to that LSU well, take Jamar Chase, get Joe Burrow, his favorite target from his college days, days and run it back on that offense. Jamar Chase, number five to the Bengals. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty dang good. I mean, I, I I think my last last time we did this, I had I had five and you had four. You went quarterback, so then I went Kyle Pitts. So Pitts is going Cincinnati doesn't need a QB. Jamar Chase, next best player. So this is interesting. Um, number six with the Dolphins, having a hard time because I do think that they need a weapon, and I think this is a major trade back spot. Major trade. But if you look at their roster, if you look at their skill sets or skill position, they have Devontae Parker at wide receiver, Preston Williams, Mike Gusecki. Um, they don't have that burner. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like they don't have that. Like, and that's like a Jalen Waddle, but six is too, too rich for my blood for Jalen Waddle. Six is too rich for my blood for Devontae Smith. So I would see them trying to get back. But I think if they stick and pick, I think you take best player available and that's Penny Sewell. I think you just add, you bolster that line. Um, and you continue to grow, build around to it. So Penny Soul, number six overall. I like it. I, I think with uh with Miami having two picks, it's it's okay for Miami fans if they go with like a top offensive lineman here because offensive line is not sexy in a top ten pick, especially when you're looking at a lot of different things. But getting a guy like that, fantastic. I know I felt that way with the Raiders. It's like we have three picks. It's like, all right, well, you know what I mean? Like if we went a certain way that didn't seem sexy enough that yeah, we got more to deal with. So so Detroit Lions on the clock now at number seven. The Lions, as you have previously stated multiple times, they suck. And they need help all around. I think this is where it starts to become not as rich. And it's one one pick later. And it's, it's weird to say that. But Detroit, I believe, same as where you had them going last time. And that's Devontae Smith. Getting a wide receiver. Getting a, a just a crazy freak athlete that is going to help. Jared Goff, and then, you know, down the road, whoever they end up bringing in for their long-term quarterback. But Devonta Smith, Detroit Lions. Yeah, I think that's um, that's fair. Um, I, it might be it's probably too early for a linebacker um, for Michael Parsons, but they need to have weapons. They have no one at receiver. So, so you're sitting here at eight, and this is crazy because I, I think that there's a shot. And, and once again, we're doing this off of how we think it's going to happen, and they also can't trade. So if this were to unfold this way, people would be calling, right? So you're sitting here at eight and Trey Lance 
and Justin Fields, I was telling Ward. And Denver's sitting pretty. Denver is at, at nine, right, right behind you. So I think if I'm Carolina, I run the card up for Justin Fields and don't look back. So Justin Fields, eight overall. Carolina traded for Sam Darnold. They gave up a two, a second round pick for next year. Who cares? It's Louisiana, you know. So you sit there, two quarterbacks on the board, move out, get Justin Fields, have some competition, rock and roll, trade Sam Darnold next year. I don't care. But I think it, it would be weird if they reach for a quarterback. But if you have one fall in your lap like that and you can't trade out, take advantage of it. So Justin Fields, eight overall. Yeah, and this is absolute ideal situation for Denver because they didn't have to trade up to go grab one of their quarterbacks. Uh, they're going to go Trey Lance, number nine overall. Like you said, kind of just sat there. Quarterback fell into their lap. I think for them, this is almost worst-case scenario as far as the quarterbacks dropping into their lap like this, um, only just because he is the rawest of them all. Uh, and so, you know, you wonder if – you come across maybe another Drew Locke situation where it's just like, you know, you've got some, this raw talent that, you know, you question on whether they're going to develop uh, like they should, but nonetheless, Denver getting their quarterback. I would absolutely hate this. I absolutely love Trey Lance. I would hate for him to be in Denver and have to face him, but nonetheless, Denver gets their quarterback. Yep. Well, we have Dallas here, um, number 10 <clears throat> and you know, it's uh it's, it's interesting. I think everything has been um, defense here. Um, I think you look at Pat Sertan as an option. You look at Micah Parsons at 10 because you have Sean Lee. You have Jalen Smith. Sean Lee, if he hasn't retired, should retire. Um, you have Leighton Van Der Esch. So I think your linebackers, I've been uncertain just with injury history. Banged up secondary. It was one of the worst last year. But I think the tackle class is not as deep. Um, I think it's kind of top-ended, um, and I think you can still stick and pick and get a corner in the second round. So I'm going to go Rashawn Slater at tackle, and here's why. You have Lyle Collins and you have Tyron Smith. Both of your two tackles, both have had injury history, um, and both it's just been very inconsistent and inconsistent line play. They've been widely regarded as this best offensive line, blah, 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 Zach Martin, and it's like they have not been good over the last two or three years, so – I don't care about the names. The injuries have been bad. You look at Zeke's stats and that's part of his, you know, him kind of getting worn down and not being in shape or what have you. But I think you sit there and say, we can get a corner. I think we don't need to reach on someone and we can bolster that line. You're bringing Dak back off of a, an injury, you know, and your offense is a centerpiece of your, of your whole team. So yeah, I know it's a little unconventional, but I think, I think there's a lot of things in this draft where you kind of just get used to, Oh, this is where they're going here, you know? And I wouldn't be surprised that they value Slater. So I'm going to go with Sean Slater here and you can get a corner later in a deeper class. So Nice. Yeah. I think that that's interesting thing for that spot because I feel like, uh, as you said, defense cornerback, especially with how much certain is like pegged is like that perfect guy for, you know, the Cowboys, that is an interesting pick because I feel like it's also something that's kind of, um, you know, people are kind of throwing out there now um, as well as like, you know, actually they're, you know, tackles a little questionable. So like the pick. Uh, the Giants, they're sitting here looking at the board and we're kind of hoping that maybe one of these two tackles had dropped to this point, um, yet they did not. And here we are. So 
they are going to go with BPA and go with Micah Parsons, linebacker. Um, they just are going to try to bolster the, you know, their defense is actually a bright spot for them uh, somewhat last year. And just add just a freak on the on the defensive side of the ball, uh, just a playmaker. So Giants, Michael Parsons. Wow, good pick. <clears throat> I like it. Um, and the Eagles are sitting pretty. So the Eagles need a weapon. They need a wide receiver or a corner. You have the options of Jalen Waddle or Pat Sertan on the board. Eagles fans are going to be wanting Jalen Waddle. I think they go Pat Sertan. I think, once again, it's a deep wide receiver class as well. But if you can get the top corner and you get a second-round wide receiver, you're going to be sitting pretty. I think the Eagles go best player available, how they have it ranked. Pat Sertan, cornerback, Alabama, goes to the Eagles. Um, Chargers, number 13. Chargers at number 13. So this is where we get a little interesting. The Chargers are sitting here. Would love to get offensive tackle help for Justin Herbert. Top two guys off the board at the moment. They're looking around the division and they're saying, man, we got to go into Kansas City twice a year, face Tyreek Hill. We got to go play Oakland twice a year and face Henry Ruggs. Why don't we just jump on the board and get us one of our own guys and take Jalen Waddle at the wide receiver position? It is something that is trending around the league, getting these really fast, just crazy playmaking receivers. Keenan Allen's starting to get a little older. You know, they are starting to kind of dwindle down a little bit on those wide receivers that have been, you know, a big bright spot over the years. And they need that fast, speedy little gadget guy to go out there. Um, Not a pick that's most likely going to happen, but I think it's an outside-the-box pick where the Chargers jump in on the uh, speedy, small gadget receiver type of guy and uh, get their their Tyreek Hill, Henry Ruggs type of guy to jump in the division with, so... I think that's, you know, that's not far-fetched at all, man. I think you look at it, they've been, you know, normally pegged at online help, like you said. Um, They've been able to address a little bit. And also you can sit there and say, we could either address in the second round or we can address in free agency and and go. But they don't have someone like that. And you see someone like Waddle who might be underrated or sliding down a little bit with his injury um, towards the end of the year. And I would hate it. I I mean, what are – what are you doing right now? You have the Broncos taking Lance and then you have the, <laughs> I know you didn't have a choice there, but Chargers taking Waddle. I think that it just makes sense, but that's, that's, that would be good. That'd be crazy, but mm-hmm. dang. yeah. All right. Anyways, I'll move off that Minnesota number 14. <clears throat> so this is, um, this is another interesting pick similar to the Chargers O-line. Their O-line is beat up and they, they could use some help, but I think that they, they address the defense. This is another defense or, so how the Cowboys offensive line was like, oh, the Cowboys are so good. You look at Minnesota's defense and they're always like, dude, Minnesota, Mike Zimmer's defense so good. They're not. They haven't been for a couple of years. So I think they tried to address the secondary, which has been, hasn't been great. Xavier Rhodes departs. So I think they go J.C. Horn, number 14 overall. We put it in there. He's, he's top three pick. However you value, I think, with Farley getting hurt or his injury concerns, he's going to slip a little bit. Farley moves up. Uh, or sorry, J.C. Horn moves up and he gets selected Minnesota Vikings 14th overall. So the Patriots at number 15, uh, they are sitting here and they are, there's a couple things that are, um, you know, some of their biggest needs and biggest glaring one franchise quarterback. Second one, 
cornerback help. And I think this is where you start to see things start to go off the board a little bit. You saw J.C. Horn just go. I think they are going to go with the next rated corner in the draft. Uh, We talked about might see some issues with the back surgery, kind of making him fall a little bit. But Caleb Farley is going to go to the Patriots here at this selection. I had a different selection that I really wanted to pull the trigger on. And um, I I, I didn't uh, because realisticness of second round versus first round what have you. But anyways, Caleb Farley goes here. They get some cornerback help. Stephon Gilmore's 3,900 years old. Um, They need to find a solution on the outside for long-term. Yeah. I mean, Gilmore's probably going to get dealt um, at the end of the year. And then JC Jackson, he could be out the door. So I think that makes a ton of sense. Now this is interesting. The Cardinals are pissed because the Cardinals wanted Farley. The Cardinals also wanted the top three receivers. So both corners, both receivers are gone. I think they take a look at it and say, guys, stick with the board, stick with BPA. And I think they go Christian Derrissaw, offensive tackle, Virginia Tech. Keep protecting Kyler Murray. Um, keep building that offensive line. Not a sexy pick by any means, but a necessary one. Um, you had other you – know, you could have gone defense. Um, JOK was up there. I don't know why I didn't pick him. Maybe I just really wanted him to go somewhere else in this draft. But I think you go Christian Derrissaw, number 16 overall to the Cardinals. Very interesting pick, and uh, you know, the next best tackle off the board right there. So you, you see the cards wanting to just kind of get in on this uh, this run on tackles that happened semi early, but um, you know they get a top three guy, so I'm sure they can't be too mad at that at all. Uh, here we go with the Oakland Raiders and Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, man, <laughs> peace, Oakland. Raiders. I know. <laughs> here we go at number seventeen, the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, I think that with as much as things have kind of wavered over the time frame, we've kind of just, uh, you know, I think we just stick to our guns on where we are, where we, we where we've been at this whole time. And that's uh, Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa, linebacker, Notre Dame, stick with JOK. It is what it is. And that's all that it is. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I mean, just think about it. If it does fall this way, you have five quarterbacks, three wide receivers, three corners, three tackles. That's what it was, right? A linebacker, a tight end. So it's like the, our needs would be corner um, if, if one fell or Micah Parsons fell, then maybe you look at it. But I think this is perfect. I think it's great value. I love it. Raiders, let's go, Nation. Um, number 18, <clears throat> Miami. As you mentioned, they had a second pick. And they passed up on um, wide receiver at 18, and they're going to pass up on it again. I think they address the defense here, um, and so that's why I am going to go D-end out of Georgia, Aziz Ojalari. So you have the Brian Flores scheme. Um, you know, he has the he – can, he can play the D-end on the edge, then that 4-3. He can pop back into a 3-4, play the outside backer. Um, speed kills. He's versatile. I love his game. I'm going to go with Z's 18 to the Miami Dolphins. I swear to it, you'll get more help, but not in this round, buddy. That is very interesting. You know, there's that the talks are kind of like, you know, who's going to be that first edge guy off the board. Um, and there's not like a clear cut number one, but I, I do feel like this is the first time I'm, I'm really seeing his name thrown amongst the top edge guy off the board. Uh, but I like it nonetheless. So the Washington football team sitting here would have loved to get in on the offense tackle 
uh, run that was going on, trying to get in on one of the top guys there. I think they look at it and they need offensive line help in general. Um, I think they're going to go with uh, someone who is going to be, as we've talked about, a uh, a starting uh, very good offensive guard, but can also play that tackle position if needed. They're going with the best. Beth. They're going with the Beth. <laughs> They're going with the best offense alignment uh, on the board at the moment, and that's Elijah Vera Tucker at a USC. He's going to play guard, um, but he can play tackle if you need him to. Maybe they think that he is going to be a tackle uh, and, and would bode better there, but they're going to take best offense alignment off the board. Not very sexy. Uh, they addressed the defense last year, and um, they're going to go get their, uh, get some help for whoever ends up being their quarterback uh, after Ryan Fitzpatrick takes them to the playoffs. So, Yeah. No, I like that. I mean, Vera Tucker, <coughs> Vera Tucker, Vera Tucker, very um, highly regarded across the NFL. Um, could be tackle, could be guard, like you mentioned. So I think it's a good pick. Um, number 20, um, Chicago Bears. So I think <coughs> they need some help um, in the secondary. I think you could see this, this is a spot for Greg Newsom or uh, even Tyson Campbell out of Georgia. I don't think they go that route. Here's my thought is that it's a very weak edge class. Um, and as you mentioned, there's not one that is, you know, the clear cut Chase Young type. So you just saw Aziz go. I think this is where Quiddy Pay goes. And because he is, he fits the scheme, but also Chicago in a weird way is kind of in this flux mode of potentially just gutting the whole damn thing with their defense. They have a lot of big contracts on the defense. So Khalil Mack, you just paid Eddie Goldman um, or you had Eddie Goldman, Eddie Jackson. Um, so you have some guys that are across the line. I know I'm missing a couple, but I, I think that if they're in kind of like sell mode, because they've been in this purgatory of seven and eight or, you know, seven, and nine, nine and seven, you know, eight and eight kind of deal. So I could see if it goes South with Chicago with the red rocket back there, I was considering giving him, giving them Kadarius to Tony from Florida, but I think, I think they just take best player available. I think it's, um, you know, I think it's going to be Quiddy Pay, and I think there's a chance that if their season goes astray, they have him coming coming up, and they can sell Khalil Mack. They can get some draft capital, maybe send him back to us. Think about it, you know. But I'm going to go Bears number twenty, Quiddy Pay. Nice, that's a very interesting, interesting pick because you don't think of you know you think their defense as a a strong point, but they are in that limbo stage of like how long can you keep these guys together kind of thing. So I like it. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, now on the clock at 21. Um, I think that they they too are um, you know in a in a spot where they can they have a very good defense right um, and I think that they look at it and a lot of the best players available on the board right now are going to be the uh, you know the guys at the edge rusher position and uh, someone whose name has been thrown out there as possibly a first guy to go off the board Jalen Phillips. Uh, I know he's one of your guys. Uh, you really like him. He's probably one of the most athletic guys out of this edge rusher group. Also one of the more raw guys. So you're kind of like trying to figure out, but that defense, um, the structure it has around it, uh, it is a, kind of a perfect position for him to kind of go in there and learn how to be a, a pros pro and, uh, you know, kind of blossom into, you know, this freak athlete that can potentially be a, you know, a pro bowl type of player in the NFL. Yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's great. I think, um, you know, they, they needed to address the DN or the defensive line, especially edge rusher. So you got to take your guy and then who knows they might, that might be their top ranked guy. So good pick for the Colts, um, Tennessee, 
I think this, it's just kind of, uh, you know, they have, they have some needs on the defense. I think you, you address the defensive line and really the defense tackle. It's a bad tackle class. Um, it's very thin. So I think you, you stick there and you take what you got. And that's Christian Barrymore, Alabama defense tackle. Tennessee gets better on D, um, addresses some other needs later, like offensive line. Um, you know, maybe wide receiver losing Corey Davis, but maybe you take that in the second and third round. So Christian Barrymore, 22. Yeah, at 23, New York Jets uh, sitting here. They are going to go out and they're going to just double down on the offense and they're going to go out and take Kadarius Toney uh, out of Florida. They're going to go get Zach Wilson, his uh, you know gadget guy, w- rookie wide receiver to kind of grow with. They drafted Mims last year, kind of a bigger dude. Um, they go out and get their their smaller speedy guy. And so Zach Wilson's got his uh, his receivers of the future to build with and they're just going to go and, and try to build some, uh, you know, offensive offensive juggernaut and just go in uh, both their picks in the first round. I was thinking that. I, I was thinking the same thing. I think he's he's ex, he's exciting, man. He's, he's a good player. So that'd be fun to have him and Zach Wilson teamed up. So so here we are, 24. I think this is where we see the first running back go off the board. Najee Harris, shout out Antioch, um, going to Pittsburgh. You don't – Big Ben doesn't need to throw the ball 50 times a game. They do need to get better on the offensive line. I think you have a shot to take someone like this guy, build your make it a little bit more balanced of a team, of an offense at least. Um, he, he is versatile. He can catch out of the backfield. I think it's a perfect fit. The Pittsburgh Steelers teams that have won in the past that have dominated in the trenches and on defense. They've always had a run game. The fact that the last two years they haven't had that banged up James Conner, inconsistent line. You know, it's not a trendy pick to take a running back in the first round, but I think it's necessary. So, Najee Harris, Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, I think this is uh, this is definitely one of those spots. It's that you know he might not necessarily go here or you know this early as far as like a running back going. If uh, you know Najee is going to land anywhere, if a running back is going to go off the board anywhere, uh, very much so the Steelers who try to get that run game going again. Twenty five Jacksonville Jaguars. This is some uh, information that's been floating around lately that has uh, you know a lot has come out in uh, the sense that. It's almost coming out as like second on the list of like for sure things to happen uh, outside of Jacksonville taking Trevor Lawrence. And that's Jacksonville's love for tight end Pat Fremuther. Pat Fremuther. Pat Fryermuth. Uh, anyways, out I, think of Penn- I think it's Fryermuth. <laughs> Fryermuth. <laughs> out of Penn State, tight end. He is, uh, he's someone that's going to be. Uh, very similar to Hunter Henry is just kind of a bigger bodied tight end and whatnot, but they're going to go out. They obviously got their quarterback of the future. They're going to go get him a pass catching tight end next best tight end off of the board um, behind Pitts, who went very, very earlier. Uh, but yeah, Pat Farrer moves Jacksonville Jaguars 25. Yeah. I've been hearing a lot about that too. Um, I don't, I don't know how to say his name either. So, but you know, I think it's it's a terrible tight end class, and there's only two to pick. So maybe you just are afraid that you're not going to get your guy in the second round. So don't want to necessarily uh, wait till the seventh round to get your boa. So you just that's true. The first round. Yeah. Yeah, watch out for that guy. Um, <laughs> so number twenty six, Cleveland Browns. Um, you know, this this is an interesting spot. You could address the secondary. You could address the linebackers really tempted to take Greg Newsom here. And that's what I'm going to do. Greg Newsom, Northwestern, because he slipped, because he fell, I think he's within that 22 to 28 range. Um, I was considering going Zayvon Collins, but I think that 
Cleveland bolsters their secondary. You have a pick that falls to you um, because you just signed Jadavian Clowney. You can, you know, it, it affords you that you don't have to address the, the pass rush. So I'm going to go Greg do some cornerback Northwestern. Uh, number 27, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I, word around um, is that they are almost a foregone conclusion for them that they are going to potentially target a wide receiver at this point. Depending on where things kind of fall for you on, uh, you know, next on the board, we're going to go with uh, Terrence Marshall Jr., uh, wide receiver out of LSU. Lamar Jackson needs some more some more weapons out there. Hollywood Brown's Hollywood Brown. He's going to be, you know, who he is, uh, and Lamar just needs some more weapons. So they're going to go with next best wide receiver off the board. They could have gotten Rashad Bateman, but they're going to go Terrence Marshall Jr., wide receiver, LSU. That's, that's a good pick. I'm sorry. I had to mute out because – my child is just yelling, not like angry, just yelling in the background. So that would have really messed up your pick, but I think it's a good pick. Terrence Marshall. Um, he was actually, I was, I was kind of leaving him for number 28 with the saints, but instead because he's off the board, they're pissed off. Um, they're going to go to a need on the secondary and that's Tyson Campbell out of Georgia. Um, I think they're stuck between adding, adding a skill position player, like wide receiver, another weapon, or kind of solidifying that secondary, getting someone, um, in the back end, that's next to Marshawn Lattimore. So Tyson Campbell, cornerback, Georgia. Now, A.A. Ron, Packers, Jeopardy host, you're on the clock. Yes. Who's we got? 29, Green Bay Packers. Last year, they they talked about things like maybe they go get Aaron Rodgers some offensive help in the first round. They didn't go get him offensive help. They went and got his backup quarterback. But this time, they go with a wide receiver, Elijah Moore, out of Old Miss. It's been a. They've been talking a long time how he needs weapons, and it's almost like a running joke that they just every year need to do that and then don't do that. I think they finally pulled the trigger on it. Wide receiver Elijah Moore. That's great. That's great. Now, I think Buffalo sits here and they're in an interesting position. They wanted Najee Harris. They can't have him. So then you're looking at it, and they wanted Elijah Moore. Can't have him. So. I'm really lost. This is, this is, you know, as it falls, you're like, okay, okay, okay. And then I, you know, I just, I just don't know exactly where, where they should go. You have in a secondary Tredavious white corners are kind of thinning now at this point, I'm going to go just BPA and just going to stick right here. And I'm going to go Zayvon Collins. Okay. You take a linebacker who's uber productive Okay. You can move him on the defensive line. He can rush off the edge. He just gives them more weapons. Um, their defense is good, but it's, they, it's a lot of role players. Guys kind of slide around the only really true true. I mean, you have Tremaine Edwards um, and you have Micah Hyde, shout out Micah's of the world. Um, and you have Tredavious White, you know, outside of that, a lot of guys that play good roles um, and have key positions there. But I think you go BPA and it's a team that doesn't have a ton of needs. So you go BPA and bolster that defense and keep building and get uh, Josh Allen a weapon in the second round. So hopefully they can they can sit there and take Travis Etienne in the second round, but who knows if he'll fall. So Buffalo, uh, not Elijah Moore, Zayden Collins. That's a very interesting pick, um, but I do love it. Number 31, Kansas City Chiefs. You know, we uh, we, we heard our guy Mello say that if it's not an offensive tackle, uh, he's going to lose his shit. Um, so they are going to go with, uh, you know, some people's next best offensive tackle off the board, Tevin Jenkins, Oklahoma State. What do they need to do? They need to protect Pat Mahomes. Like our guy Mello said, too, he's the most important player in the NFL. Um, you got to get him some protection. L- luckily for them, it, you know, that next set of grouping of, of, tac- of tackles 
coming off the board are ranked in that like late 20s round so they could even uh potentially cash in on a guy you know a guy like a Darisaw if he does drop as well but uh they just go with the next best guy tevin jenkins oklahoma state yeah i think it's a good pick um and rounding it out 32 you have the tampa bay bucks they could go wherever they want. They took, you know, re-signed a lot of their players, but I think they sit here and say, Levante David will probably be out in the next year or two. They take his replacement. Jamin Davis out of Kentucky, linebacker. Um, I think he's he's got a lot to work with. I think there's still some things in coverage he can work on. He's just an athlete, but I think you move him around, you know, give him a key role in the first couple of years, let him develop under two very strong linebackers and Levante David and Devin White and the rich get richer. So, that rounds it out. 32 picks off the board. There was a little bit of, you know, we did say this is kind of what we think will happen. I wanted to go a little bit, um, you know, not necessarily chalk about what we're seeing. I think you did the same thing where you're like, Hey, if this, if these guys falls, this is where it could go. And I think, you know, it's, it's the draft is never what we think it will be. There's always some, some moves and shakes, but that's it, man. Yeah. But there, it, there it is for you guys. Our, our final, our final first round mock draft. Uh, we got the draft coming up next week, as Andy said. As we record this, it's Thursday morning, so we are exactly one week and about 12 hours out of uh, getting that draft going. So it's going to be fantastic. We hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, next week, we are we're ironing out some things on how we, uh, you know, exactly want to get some content out there. But we will definitely be recording a uh, instant reaction after round one, so that it can very well be. Uh, electric as we know from uh our previous uh reactions to drafts um there's some a lot of bad let's be realistic a lot of bad reactions or or just uh disappointed reactions um previously but uh it is also a situation where we don't have multiple first round picks uh this will be the first year in a while that we don't so um you know that number that one pick that we have a little more important uh now and can't, don't have to be so or can't be so flippant with you know which way we go on certain things but anyways we'll do that um we're gonna work on uh trying to line up some uh potential content to get out there for you guys earlier in the week uh before the draft comes up but nonetheless uh we hope y'all enjoyed it as always please share subscribe rate review give us those five stars if you're on uh, uh itunes or apple podcasts uh go Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, go follow the YouTube channel. Watch those videos. Like them. And uh, yeah, we just uh, we're really excited for the draft to come around, as everyone is. And we hope y'all enjoy what we have to bring for you. Yep, one week out, Raider Nation stand up. Love you guys. It's going to be an exciting week. Looking forward to the live reaction, Micah. Peace out. Till next week. See y'all later.